Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening as we get ready for Major League Baseball's All-Star Classic, the Midsummer uh, Classic uh, being played here this evening. So lots of news in the baseball world. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk to former Major League closer, All-Star closer, Heath Bell. You can follow Heath on his personal Twitter page, at HeathBell21, and he joins me here on the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Heath, a real pleasure. Thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight, and thanks for jumping on with us here in Atlanta. Yeah, thanks for having me. You guys are having a kick-ass year this year. Well, you know, and and I'm going to ask you about that. I mean, you know, when you look at this Braves team, I, I mean, can you point out any flaws? I mean, are there any real things that stand out to you about this ball club, about, you know, what they've done in this first half, getting the you know the first team to 60 wins. Is there anything that jumps out about you negatively about the Braves right now? Um, you play in hot Atlanta, kind of <laughs> hot. The weather's not that good. No, but the Braves have been really good because they didn't, like, start off, you know, wildfire like kind of Cincinnati was tearing it up or, you know, um, uh, Tampa. You know, they were winning slowly, and then they just slowly are getting better and better and better, and it's, you know, everybody talks about like, you know, like Houston was the team to beat last year, and a lot of people aren't talking about Braves for whatever reason, but they kind of might look like the team to beat this year. You know, Heath, I mean, one of the things I've pointed out is there really doesn't seem to be any kind of flaws, and I had a chance to talk with Brett Boone here recently, and you know, he talked about when you look at this lineup that there's really no holes in this lineup. It doesn't matter what part of the order that you're pitching against, you're always going to have somebody that can do some damage for you. Well, there's not an easy out. Usually you have guys that, as long as you don't throw it down the middle, you know, you make your pitches, there's, there's an easy out. You know, with Atlanta, there's not really an easy out. Everybody, you know, every good hitter only has like two holes in their um, swing. Holes is in what I'm talking about is, you know, that whole Ted Williams, you know, the, the nine strike zones, mm-hmm. you know, up and in, over and away. There's usually only two holes you have to throw to but even those they can make contact they maybe not have power but they can have contact and get on so they're just you know they're a really really good team it's it's not like you know you got some stars but you know you don't have like one superstar like otani or and then some low guys you got a bunch of guys and a bunch of guys that are established themselves and that are really good and future stars and like you know like i said it's 
it's probably one of the teams to beat this year. You know, the only way that they're not going to win is if injuries. You know, they got to stay healthy. I mean, that's the only bug for everybody. And you know, it's been interesting because they have had the injury bug. I mean, obviously Max Fried, Kyle Wright, um, obviously Ian Anderson lost for the season. They've had injuries in their lineup. I think that's the remarkable thing, Heath, is that they have battled through this, and they've gotten contributions out of anybody. I mean, nobody saw Orlando Arcia starting in the All-Star game tonight. I mean, nobody well, saw it, that coming. it's one of those things that it's a team. You know, right. just because you're not part of the starting eight guys, you know, because nine is the start of the pitcher, but or I guess nowadays it's, you know, the DH. So the starting nine, it's you got guys on the bench that are just as capable of playing. They just, you know, they, there's somebody in front of them, and you got to give, you know, credit to where it's due, the management, coaching staff to have all those guys to be ready to go when their time comes and, and to talk to them, say, hey, you're not starting right now, just in case something happens and then something does happen, he steps right in and it's not like you miss a beat. So that you gotta you got to give your props and tip your hat to the coaching staff for that. Former all-star closer Heath Bell joining me on the waitfor.com hotline. How amazed are you by a guy like Spencer Strider? I mean, you know, he's doing things that only Max Scherzer has done. I mean, 160-plus strikeouts. 80 or fewer hits for the only the second time since 1933 when the All-Star game started. I mean, he has been remarkable this year, leading the league in wins, leading the league in strikeouts. How impressed are you by his performance? It's, you know, it's it's fun to watch because I feel like the last couple of years, it's been a lot of, you know, guys have really good stuff and there's been a lot of throwers, not really hitting their spots. They got nasty stuff. And even if they throw it down the middle, you're not going to hit it because it's really nasty where he – I feel like is a very good pitcher and he's a nasty pitcher. He's not just a thrower. He's not this guy that goes out there and just, Hey, I got a great, I got a wicked slider, a, a two seam, you know, uh, fastball or a change up or whatever it is. And I can, if I throw it right, you'll never hit it. And he's like, I'm going to go down and away. I'm going to go up and in, I'm going to go down and in, I'm going to go midway. You know, he, he does it all. So it, it's for me as a pitcher, I love watching that. I love watching guys pitch. So it's been fun to, when I get a chance to watch him, if he's happened to be on TV when um, the game, where if I'm in front of the TV when he's pitching, it's kind of like, ooh. You know, it's kind of like the days when the Braves had uh, Maddox, Smoltz, and, uh, and uh, Glavin. So it's, you know, you watch the pitchers. They were pitchers. So, and, you know, he, he's labeled one of those pitchers, like Max Scherzer and stuff. The great pitchers are pitchers. They're not just throwers. You know, Heath, I, w- I want to ask you something because you're obviously infinitely qualified to answer a question like this. You know, fans get upset when a closer isn't perfect every time. And, and you know, we had a little bit of a bump in the road with Kenley Jansen last year, and then he goes out and leads the league in saves, and he's got 40-plus saves, and, you know, again, he's leading the Braves' bullpen. You know, Rizal Iglesias this year, you know, he's had a few bumps in the road, but, again, he's getting the job done. You know, how do you kind of tune out the noise when, when you're a closer and in that high-pressure situation? How do you kind of tune out the noise and just are able to focus on baseball and just not worry about your previous outing or your future outings? Like, how do you maintain that focus? You know, you just got to go out there one pitch at a time, one batter at a time. It seems close cliche but it really that's the way you go and you kind of have a short memory you don't think you forget about what happened last night unless you know if I I hung a slider and this guy hit it and I'm pitching the next night it's the same guy well I'm not going to hang that slider so you got to remember that but it's one of those things that fans are going to boo you because they want the best out of you they want you to go out there and strike everybody out they want you to go one two three and and you're trying to do that too but it's one of those things that you know 
we, we try and do our best. It doesn't always work out that way, but we like saying as long as we get the job done, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like a starting pitcher. If he can go six innings and get a W and get the team a chance to win the game, he did his job. But, you know, he re- really wants to go out there and pitch six shutout innings. But sometimes that happens and your offense doesn't score a run and you kind of feel like, well, I didn't do my job because the team, you know, I didn't have a chance to get a win. So you just have to go out there and, um, you know, just have a short memory. And also to be a good closer, you got to be a little different. You got to be, you just, your screws got to be loose a little bit. I mean, all, all good closers are a little bit different. I mean, I, everybody always says, I think outside the box and stuff. And I guess that's just me. And I've never really grown up unless my kids, you know, get in trouble. Then I have to be a grown up. But, but Jansen, Jansen's a great guy. And he's, I think he's a great closer. And as soon as he figured out this pitch clock thing, cause he had a little trouble with that. I think he was perfectly fine. What what was it when you looked at your end-of-year numbers? What Was it number of saves? Was it save percentage? Were, were there numbers that you paid attention to, you know, during the course of the year or once your season was over? Was there something that kind of just, okay, if I had 40 saves, I had a good year, or if I was 90% closing percentage? Like, was there something that stood out to you at the end of the year that you kind of pointed to as far as success goes? Well, I always always wanted to win and get to a championship. Never got a chance for that. I was always there for the team. But when I had to actually reflect on my season, my dad told me something that I, you know, the whip, you know, stat, I never really knew until I got to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Still really didn't pay attention. But I was always taught you want to have more innings than hits or you want to have more strikeouts than innings. That's what my dad told me. And then you want to have more innings than um, walks and, and hits combined. So you add up your, your walks and hits, basically guys getting on base, and have more innings than that, you know, your number higher, and then have more strikeouts per inning. Those were, those were the, like, two main things that I always looked at and said, if I did that, you know, if I pitched uh, 60 innings and gave up 40 hits and 10 walks, that would, you know, and struck out, you know, 61 batters, that I had a good year. You know, and it didn't matter what my ERA was, didn't matter how many saves I had, you know, for me, it was trying not to ever blow a save, you know, but just that's kind of like a pitcher going out there and getting 15, 20 wins. So, um, but that was, you know, I figured if I did those things about keeping my walks down, keeping my hits down and rack up those innings that all the, you know, my ERA would be good. My saves would be good. And all that other stuff would take care of itself. Former major league all-star closer, Heath Bell joining me here on the wadeford.com hotline. You know, when you look at the national league this year, there's been some very disappointing teams. The Phillies, the Mets, the Padres, the Cardinals. I mean, teams that have spent big-time money. I saw a quote from Nolan Arenado where he's thinking that he may even be traded before the end of the year and maybe be traded by the trade deadline. It is interesting that some of these big-money franchises have certainly not lived up to expectations. I mean, it's not that the Braves haven't spent money or the Dodgers, but there are some big-money teams that have not performed very well this year. Is it, is it just simply a lack of chemistry or, you know, is there something else when you look at some of these high dollar teams that they just can't come together? I think it's, it has to do with chemistry. I mean, I'm not in the clubhouses, but I've been a part of big market teams and small market teams. It's chemistry. It takes some time to get together. And I, and I don't want to put any blame on anybody, but if I had to put blame on, it's kind of, you got to get the manager's got to get some because he's got to, make these guys, you know, come together. You got to do something. You know, Joe Madden was really good in Tampa about bringing guys together, about doing different things and 
kind of incorporating everybody. But when you bring a big money guy into a team or two or three, then everybody kind of looks towards him, this and that. Or, you know, if there's an injury and the, the, your clubhouse, you know, nucleus, your clubhouse glue is hurt, then who else is going to fill that role or this and that? Maybe you're waiting for him to come back or something like in Philly when Harper was, you know, not started off the year. So it, it's just one of those things. Money doesn't win championships. You know, best farm system doesn't win championships, but good baseball teams win championships. And you got to put a good a team together. And really, if the owners were really thinking, you go spend money, but you also got to invest in, hey, we're not winning. You know, if we don't win this year, we're going to win next year. You know, you got to, it's not like a, I'm going to put all these great players together and this year we're going to win it. Like everybody says, this is our year. It's more like it's a two, three year process. The Cubs said that when um, uh, Theo went over there from the Red Sox a couple years ago, he goes, this is like a four or five year plan. And then the third year, I think it was the fourth year, they won a world series. So you got to, you got to put a team together. And I feel like some people or some owners and some management, they, it's all like, well, we'll just sign this guy and that guy and that guy. Well, you got to have team, good team chemistry too, because the dog days of summer or when things aren't going well, everybody's got to be heading the same direction. And if not, everybody's heading the same direction. There's your little chink in your armor and, you know, we all know if you have a little weak spot, those guys in the big leagues, doesn't matter what team you are, doesn't matter if you're Oakland A's or Kansas City Royals right now, they're going to exploit it and they're going to beat you. You know, and Heath, to your point, do you think that the game has kind of gotten too analytical with some of the decision-making yeah. in it? Oh, yes, yes. There's never – put. let me put it this way. I always want to talk to analytical guys and say, please – give me the stat on when somebody has a birthday, why do they always do well? Why wouldn't they have the birth of a son or a daughter, you know, of a child? Why do they always do really well then? You know, analytic that, you know, it's just one of those things you can't. So in baseball is a unique sport that you can have a skinny guy, a fat guy, a slow guy, a tall guy, short, and you could be great ball players. You know, it's one of those things that you could be different and do really well. You don't have to be the norm like everybody. So I really feel like, analytics if you were a pitcher and you, you, you if you if you're a pitcher and you just had a fastball like mo did rivera and he just you spotted and hit your spots and never missed you could do really well and have a hall of fame career but everybody needs a secondary pitch and i feel like analytics can be that secondary pitch that helps you out but if you always just throw curveballs you know that second pitch then teams are going to eventually hit you maybe you have some nasty stuff but you have to have one or two pitches you know where I feel like the analytics can help, but can't make the final decision. And I feel like a lot of teams make that's the final decision is analytics and stuff. So it's, it's one of those things like, you know, Nelson Cruz with San Diego. He got released about a week or two ago. He's hitting better than the other guys, but analytics said since he's not as fast and stuff, then, you know, we got to let him go. Like, what? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Last question for you, Heath. You know, I think that's one of the things that we love about Brian Snitker is that there is kind of that old school feel to him that, you know, it's not and, and again, look, analytics is everywhere in Major League Baseball, but there is something to kind of having that old soul in the dughouse dughouse and just kind of guiding that ship, you know, calmly through the waters. And I think, you know, again, the lineage of Braves managers from Bobby Cox to now Brian Snitker, I think they've always kind of had that just kind of steady ship and, you know, they don't get too, you know, hyped up one direction or the other. Yeah, it's just one of those things is being being a professional. Bobby Cox was a great guy. 
had a lot of conversations with him because, you know, he was just awesome. And I, any chance I got a chance to go talk to him, I would. But it was just one of those things that you got to have a little bit of old school with the new school. You know, you can't be old school and say, hey, I don't believe in all this new school stuff. No, believe in it. But it should help. Like, Bochi had the perfect example up in Texas. They asked, do you like analytics? And he goes, yeah, we were doing that before we had a name. You know, it was like scouting. He goes, that helps me make my decision, but it doesn't make my decision for me. And I was like, that's the best comment I've ever heard. You know, it's all this information and then let my little old school, my knowledge, make that decision. But with all this new information. So, and that's where I'm talking if you can use that analytics as information, but know your baseball knowledge and then go out there and put it in there and decide who should play or what matchup. Cause I've, there's been times where I've seen a manager, you know, like Art Howe once he put a lefty in to face a lefty and he goes, for some reason, I just felt like he was going to get a hit and he did. And you can't, there's no rhyme or reason, but we should have put a righty in, you know, righty lefty matchup, mm-hmm. but he just felt like a lefty. So you know, it's just you got to have that baseball knowledge, and then you take in that new school information, and then you put you come with the best decision to make. And and the Braves are doing that; they're doing that really well. I think they learned. Unfortunately, I think the learn they learned years ago with the Upton deal that analytics isn't everything, and uh, they kind of went a little old school with new school. So I think the Braves are doing pretty well right now. Heath Bell is on Twitter. He is at Heath Bell twenty one, former Major League All Star closer, and joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Heath, really appreciate the time. Thanks for a few minutes uh, in Atlanta. Enjoy the All-Star game tonight, and we certainly look forward to chatting again with you soon. Thanks for having me. Take care. You got it. John Chuck, we will be back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 